This Associated Bank Sports Update on 101.7 The Truth, powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Brian T. It's time to tie things up. The Bucks and the Suns facing off in Game 4 of the NBA Finals at Pfizer Forum tonight. Giannis Antetokounmpo coming off of back-to-back 40-plus point performances. His head coach thinks he has even more left in the tank. Pushing Giannis that he can give us even more. Pushing the group that they can do even better and give us more. And if Giannis likes uh, being pushed, he likes being coached. Tip-off for tonight's Game 4 is set for 8 o'clock. And in baseball, a mixed bag for the Milwaukee Brewers in attendance at Tuesday night's MLB All-Star Game. Omar Narvaez gets a hit. Freddie Peralta strikes out all three batters he faces. But Corbin Burns serves up a homer to Vladdy Guerrero Jr. that cost the National League the game. Brewers back in action on the road in Cincinnati on Friday night. This sports update brought to you by Associated Bank, proudly supporting our hometown teams, member FDIC. More of MKE in the Morning with Mel and Joe is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot my shot. Shoot my shot. Shoot my shot. I ain't gonna miss. I'm gonna splash. Are you gonna stop my water, my drip? You can try, but you ain't taking me alive. You ain't taking me alive. So give me my spot. What up, y'all? We are back. It's MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe on the new 1017 The Truth. We are live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. And on the line now, we've got Greg Matzik. He is the sports director. Of 620 WTMJ. He's also the co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. We're super excited to get into some Bucks talk with him. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing this morning? Greg! I'm doing great. Happy game four. Here we go. Let's get it, Greg. Happy game day. Uh, How are you feeling about the game today? I feel great, right? It's just maybe you get up and you see the sun shining a little bit. Breakfast tastes a little bit better. Coffee's a little bit stronger. You know, there's an opportunity to tie before you get on a plane and go to Phoenix. It's all lining up. It's all lining up. I feel good today, guys. Wait, Let's you, get it. You, wait, you said you made your coffee a little bit stronger today? What you put in there? <laughs> rocket fuel. Right? Little rocket fuel, Joe. Got to wake yourself up a little bit. Got to get that cup of Joe, man. It's essential. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so what's going on, Greg? Are you, are you in AZ right now? I will be hanging out in Milwaukee tonight, and then I'll be getting on a flight and going to AZ tomorrow. Okay. And uh, we'll get in there with coverage from for WTMJ and uh, get everybody set for Game 5. But it, it, what I'm really curious to see tonight is is if there's like an energy shift, right? So I, I thought it was kind of a nervous energy inside the arena. You guys may have felt it too. And you guys have a very big role, by the way. So a little rocket fuel is good for you guys too. You excite the masses before they get inside the arena and then while they're inside the arena. Yes, sir. Uh, so you guys have a very big role in a win, which is really cool to me. Um but I, I felt like there was some sort of like nervous energy in the building early in game three. And then it just turned into like an avalanche and the place was bonkers. And I, I figured it out. One of the biggest differences between Phoenix and Milwaukee is that in Milwaukee, you, you've got thousands of people outside, like outside is a cool place to be. So it takes a little bit to get inside in Phoenix. It's 110. Mm. You're trying to get inside as fast as you possibly can, right? As soon as the doors open, you want to be in, you don't want to screw around with outside because it's just way too hot. So you already get kind of that, that baked-in buzz, if you will, uh, at the start of a game in Phoenix. In Milwaukee, you're kind of sifting through line. you got to go to the bathroom and get your food, and it just, it just takes a while to get inside the arena. So I thought there was a little nervous energy that set in in Game 3. 
but I'm guessing it will not be the case tonight in Game 4. Greg, have you heard of, because I just heard it this yesterday, that the Phoenix Suns are like sending some employees or whatever to the Deer District or to the game tonight. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, there, there was some talk about that uh, after the Suns went up 2 nothing. So in, in the event they were able to somehow sweep, <clears throat> that ain't going to happen. Right. That they would have their people inside Milwaukee and, and be able to have a celebration on the Pfizer Forum floor. We know that's not going to happen. But uh, I'm not sure if anybody went back or if they'll just pop on the team charter when they go back to Phoenix. But, yes, that was a thing. Folks from Phoenix ended up coming to Milwaukee to be a part of the show here in the event that the Suns swept the Bucks. Wow. See, that's, a, that's, that's the definition of counting money before you got it, man. You can't do that. They were, they were talking like they won the championship after they won the Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to stop saying that. I won't forget that speech. I can't forget it, Greg. <laughs> So well, the counter move, Joe, that is if you're Mike Budenholzer, you know what you do this morning before your little shoot around a workout? You go get fitted for rings. Why not? <laughs> I don't know, man. You can, I don't know. We, we, hey, we got to win that thing first. We got to win that thing first. But we got one game at a time, though, right? Uh, no, that's true. No, there's a lot of work to do. But it, here's where the chess match, I think, really becomes interesting. Um, I, I'm not sure what else the Suns can do, right? I mean, Giannis is going to score 30 or 40 on anybody. And to me, it's a matter of, okay, is, is Drew on fire tonight or is he a little cooled off tonight? I think that makes a big difference. He was rolling uh, in game three, especially in that third quarter. That was, that was really what put the game away after Phoenix made a little charge. But we know Phoenix is not – they're not a big team, right? They, they got DeAndre Ayton, and beyond that, they got a backup center in Frank Kaminsky from Wisconsin who's a backup center for a reason, and really he's a third-string center. Yeah. Their backup got hurt, so he's out, and that's proven to be, I think, a, a pretty sizable loss. Torrey Craig, the former buck, felt like he kind of gutted it out with a knee injury the other night, but he didn't look right. So I don't know what else Phoenix can do to stop the Bucks in the paint. If they want to go zone, they can try, but the Bucks settled in against that zone in Game 3. So I think there are some defensive issues that the Suns will have with Milwaukee, but certainly we know what the Bucks have to do as well. They haven't been able to slow down Chris Paul yet, uh, and Devin Booker had an off night. So maybe allow one of those guys to have their night. That's okay, but you can't let both have their night. It's interesting that you say that Devin Booker had an off night. I personally, I think the Bucks stopped him. I really do. I think that... You know, yeah, he wasn't quite shooting as well as we saw him shoot in Phoenix, but I also think our defense stopped him, and I would agree with you. I think that uh, when it does come to the defensive side of things, they are definitely unmatched with us. Um, but like you said, we got to find a way to be able to stop their shooters because they, that's what they're known for. They can shoot. They've got a team full of them. Um, but we got to make sure that we're getting guys like Aiden in foul trouble, you know, early like we did in Game 3. But, Greg, I just want to know, are there any surprises that you expect tonight? You know, whether it's somebody going off for, you know, 30 that we're not expecting or, you know, are you expecting the Bucks to 50 ball the, t the Suns? Like, is there anything that you're Ooh. expecting to kind of just come out of the woodwork tonight in game four, especially, <laughs> you know, hopefully with the confidence that we have coming from game three? You know, it, it, that, that's the beauty of it, Mel, is like it's, it's so hard to predict. And that's why it's the best reality TV there is. Now, you just sit back and watch, right? And Pat Connaughton blows up. Like, where'd that come from? Like, oh, he just yeah. knocked yeah. down four or five threes. Um, and, and really, if you're a Suns fan, it, it may have happened in game three when Jay Crowder blew up, hitting six of seven threes. So, like, that, he, he wasn't shooting great early on in the series. And then, boom, it was there, albeit in a 20-point loss. So, 
I, I always try and pick out like what what's the outlier performance? Is Crowder six or seven from three an outlier? I, I think so, but he's capable. Is Giannis thirteen of seventeen from the free throw line an outlier? That's a pretty good night, but he's capable. Like I look at every one of these players and say they can hurt you out of that starting lineup, and, and they don't go too deep on the bench where there's a massive drop-off. I, I do think the one exception is when Phoenix has to go big beyond their starting center. That, that's a drop-off to me. That, that's a big drop-off. Uh, but this is kind of where rotations start to really tighten. So you'll see a little bit of Bobby. You'll see a little bit of Pat. Um, I don't know if you're going to see much of Bryn Forbes. The only way you're going to see Bryn Forbes is if Cameron Payne is on the floor for Phoenix. That's about it. But I would say probably the same for Jeff Teague. And you might even lean Teague's direction because – he just gives you a little bit more on defense. And if Bryn's not hitting, well, he's not on the floor to play defense. He's on the floor to make shots. But if Bryn comes in and in six minutes hits three threes and turns the tide in the third quarter, that's a hero performance. So it, it's, it's so hard to predict. And that's, I guess, the beauty of it, Mel, is just watching, watching it all play out in front of you every given night. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Greg Matzik from 620 WTMJ Sports Director and co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. Greg, now we all know Giannis could, I mean, he pretty much, I mean, he's a freak, right? He could pretty much do it all almost. And what I what I noticed game three is that he was, he was making an effort to get his teammates more involved. Like he'll he'll drive and then he'll bring all the attention to him and then he'll kick it out or, or drop it off to Brooke Lopez. Did you... Did you notice that he went into his uh, facilitator bag a little bit more in game three? Yeah, you know, at times in the playoffs, Joe, I've seen that early on in a game, and then all of a sudden Giannis will just take over in the third quarter. And you just blow up, right? So you got teammates involved early and then just sort of steps on the gas when he knows nobody can stop him. Mm -hmm. I I did notice that, and I think that's important for one reason. If you're Monty Williams, do you have to consider now the idea of if DeAndre Ayton's off the floor, building a wall against Giannis, he's ready for it. I'll tell you that much. He's more prepared for it now than he was against Toronto two years ago. Yep. Uh, and he talked about it yesterday. And he was asked about the wall. He said, hey, it's a great compliment. If they, if they feel they need to have three players stop me from getting to the basketball, the basketball hoop, that's a huge compliment. And I agree. But you've got to make the right decision. Okay, you can't just you know, put your head down and plow through. Uh, you're going to end up on the sideline with offensive fouls or you know, shots aren't just going to go in. So he's become better at that, I think, in finding open shooters. Now, the key is to knock those shots down. But, you know, that, that's a wrinkle perhaps I could see the Suns thinking about. They've played a little zone. They have not yet tried a wall. They've tried to single up Giannis. And look what's happened. I mean, you're talking about historic performances back-to-back on a knee that we don't even talk about anymore. Right? That was like 10 days ago we thought his knee exploded. And all of a sudden that's like the back burner. He, he looks healthy. And I would imagine that the Suns are looking at this saying, okay, he's 100%. We have to treat him like he's 100%. So they may try something a little bit different on him tonight to slow his roll a little bit. Greg, uh, it's DZ. I got a question for you, man. You said, you know, he's at 100%. Um, Joe was just talking about how Giannis has been dishing a little bit more, you know, getting into his, you know, facilitator bag, the the assist store, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um I, I gotta. I, I just gotta ask. I hate to do it, but I gotta ask, Greg. Man, do you think he really is at one hundred percent, or you think he's maybe not going like full full go? I mean, he's dropping forty, but it is is this Greek freak top Giannis performance for the finals? In your opinion, I, this is nothing short of 
ridiculous to me. Like, like what? Let's go. What you are watching is how legends are made. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Right? This, this is how legends are made. MVP at 24, MVP at 25, Defensive Player of the Year at 25. Miracle comeback. to be an NBA like, Finals what? champ and Finals MVP at 26. That's how you become a legend. Let's go. And, and yes, part of, part of the story this year is, is what happened against Atlanta. You can't leave that out. Um, I, I don't know if he's 100%, but if you're, if you're the Suns, you have to treat him like he's 100%. Because he just dropped a forty burger on you in back to back games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's a big deal. And it's like, well, all right. We thought he was just sort of feeling his way through. What he's doing is he's plowing his way through your defense. Um, but it, it, here's the other interesting thing. You know, people ask me about Giannis at the free throw line, and why does he take so much time? Why is he there? Just it, it, it's like a thirty second ordeal from when you know the, the ball. When he's standing on the line to when he gets the ball to when he shoots. And I said, because he plays one way. He is all out gas pedal to the floor on offense and defense from the moment he steps on the floor. That's his rest. Oh, he's he breathing. Want to come off the floor. Oh, that makes like, sense. That makes, like, that's where he gets a minute just to be like, whew, all right, process what's going on. Chill out. He doesn't get to sit down. There is no water. I get it. But it's a chance for him to sort of collect himself because he goes so, so hard. So that was my response. I just I I feel like he just needs to catch a quick breath before he puts up a shot. Dang, I never thought about it like that. Like right. that. That's that's a that's a great explanation for that, Greg. Holy crap! I, <laughs> well, like just we watch him, right? He plays so hard. But what, what I want to see stop is any bit of slander that that throws a butt after Giannis's performances. Yeah, I put up forty, but he didn't make any threes. Hey, he put up 40, but, yeah, he wasn't very good from the free throw line. Like, this has to stop. Like, like, do we talk about Steph Curry not being good above the rim? Like, do we talk about Shaq not hitting threes? Like, Let I don't get know, why there has to be a bust. Why does it have to be a butt after what Giannis does? Just call it what it is. Let the most dominant player in the league, and he is taking over the finals, and he could single-handedly wreck the Phoenix Suns championship opportunities. Straight That's a legend. You just got Joe to walk out the studio. You got this man so hyped, Greg. <laughs> We're talking with Greg, 620 WTMJ Sports Director, co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. It's so funny that you started talking about Giannis this way because that was going to be my last question for you, Greg. I, I uh, saw your extra points about Giannis not being a target. And I've been having this conversation with my friends as well. Why is it that this man who is just about the most humble player ever, you know, like you said, back-to-back MVP, defensive player of the year. Don't forget he was the most improved player a few years ago, all-star MVP. I mean, the accolades just add up, and you would not know that he's got all of this under his belt just based off the way that he acts. I mean, he just carries himself so humbly. So why is it? What do you think it is? I mean, I will say it did make me feel better when you have players from around the league and other leagues actually, you know, you know, giving their like saying, oh, I'm so sorry you got injured or hope you're good, Giannis. And, you know, love that they were saying all of that. But why don't they show him that same love when he's doing something incredible? I mean, back to back 40 point games. Only Shaq has done that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or had the numbers, excuse me, that he had. And then not since Jordan have we seen something like that in an NBA finals. So why do you think that is? not only from, you know, fans around the league, but also other players around the league. Like, why doesn't Giannis get that love that we know he deserves? Yeah, I, I feel like there's a component of, of people in our position, uh, more so on TV, 
and more so in the in the vein of, all right, well, you pick one side, and then I'm going to go to the other side. And so I'm, I will support Giannis on this side, and the other person's like, well, I'm going to attack him on this side, and then that'll be our thing. That, that'll be our shtick, and we'll just kind of play that narrative out. And that narrative starts to bleed into the minds of others who are uh, around the sports world and probably don't pay a lot of attention to Bucks basketball. Oh, Giannis is just a bully. He just runs through people. That's all he does. That's all he can do because he can't shoot. When you know somebody is going to go to the paint and he still is over 64% shooting, like, well, what does that tell you? It just tells you he's a, an absolute dominant freak down low. You, you can't do anything to stop him. So to me, that's applauded or should be applauded. But the other side of it, Mel, and I'm glad you brought it up, is, is, is look what this man was doing eight years ago. He was selling watches in Greece. Mm-hmm. He was playing against you know, it, it, who knows what the competition was. They were taking cigarette breaks during timeouts. Sharing like shoes. Just, right, like everything about it. You know, he gets to, gets to the league, and all of a sudden he is instantly just the most fascinating player on the Bucks in a Bucks team that was not very good. He's like a wild colt running around without a saddle, and look what he's become. And it's all because of his work, his dedication. He said yes. He stayed in Milwaukee and wanted to. Like, like I don't know what else you would want out of a superstar than what you have in Giannis. And, and there, is, there is nothing that would ever make me look at the man and say he can't or he won't. Because I've seen it. I've seen it grow, and you guys have as well. Um, and maybe the national folks will start to just sort of get a hint as to what he's really all about. And maybe this finals opportunity will, will be just that pedestal uh, for him to prove what we all know. Uh, but even if the narratives start to slide on him and the slander continues, he's a national treasure walking around the streets of Milwaukee. And yes, he is. Uh, we haven't seen anything like it. And the league has rarely seen anything like it. And it should be embraced to the fullest. He's not a target. He's a legend. Greg, you got me greeked up, man. <laughs> well, you got to pace yourself now. We got like 12 hours till game time. <laughs> I know. I can't contain myself right now, Greg. We appreciate you for being on MK in the morning with Mel and Joe, man. We, uh, we're looking forward to talking to you next, too. You bet. I appreciate it, guys. We'll see you downtown tonight. Absolutely. That was Greg Matzik from 620 WTMJ, sports director and co-host of Wisconsin Afternoon News. MKE in the Morning with Mel and Joe returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.